Yo, 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 good evening and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode 88 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. Another football Fridays combined with a little baseball, as I will do a recap of last night's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll give you my takes on what I believe are the best games of week six in the NFL, along with what I believe are the best games of week seven in college football. And I will close with a little bit of baseball, as I'll give you my limited takes on the championship games to decide who will be in the World Series coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. All right, now without further ado, let's get right into it. Well, you know, we're going to start my opening take, and that's in the NFL. I'm going to start off with last night's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Tampa Bay won this game 28-22. Tampa Bay was actually leading this game 28-7, but the Eagles rallied. And it wasn't for a controversial taunting call on the Eagles' um, Gennard Avery on Leonard Fournette after a tackle. Who knows how this game would have gone? I mean... Come on, NFL. You know why you're called a no-fun league sometimes? Because of stupid calls like this. I mean, anybody that saw that know this was not a taunting penalty. But nevertheless, Tampa Bay got out there with the victory. Tom Brady had 297 yards and two touchdowns and a pick. Leonard Fournette had 81 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Antonio Brown had 93 yards and a touchdown pass. And O.J. Howard, who missed last season with a torn ACL, had 49 yards receiving and one touchdown, standing in place for Gronk, who's still out. Jalen Hurd had only 115 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Didn't get a lot out of the running game. I mean, Miles Sanders had 56 yards, and Jalen Hurts had 44 yards and two touchdown rushes. Not much in the receiving core as well. I mean... Quez Watkins, 44 yards. Devontae Smith, the rookie, only 31 yards. Zach Ertz, who was traded after this game, had 29 yards and one TD pass. I mean, catch. More on Zach Ertz a little later. Now, Tampa Bay, I mean, Tom Brady is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, buts, or maybes about it. I actually said he's one of the candidates for MVP along with Kyler Murray, along with Justin Herbert, along with Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. But of course, Tampa Bay suffered another injury in the secondary as Richard Sherman, who just got on the team, injured his hamstring and had to exit the game. As for the Eagles, right now, their offense is basically hot and cold. I mean, kudos to Jalen Hurts for last week, from rallying to beat the Panthers but last night it, I mean until the second half late they had no offense I mean they, could, they couldn't even move the ball so Eagles going forward have got to do, better, do a better job on offense I mean especially in the running game I mean Jalen Hurts I mean he was second behind Miles Sanders in rushing as I stated before, it's not a good look 
when your quarterback is leading your team in rushing, especially when you have a running back that is talented as Miles Sanders. Now, let's move on to what I believe are the best games of week six in the NFL. I'm going to start off with the Green Bay Packers versus Chicago Bears. I know what you're thinking. Green Bay has owned the Chicago Bears, especially during Aaron Rodgers' tenure. So this doesn't look like much of a game, right? Well, here's the thing. Justin Fields is going to get his first taste of the Bears-Green Bay matchup. I mean, the Bears' defense has resurged. But of course, their problem is they have not been able to to solve the Rodgers riddle. I mean, Rodgers has too many weapons. I mean, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Now, Justin Fields, I think, will play... I think he'll play good, but I think he'll struggle. And I believe the Bears' defense will keep them in the game for a half. But in the third and fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers will take over and propel the Green Bay Packers to, I believe, will be a 31-16 victory. Now, let's go now to what I believe is the game of the week. Possibly, this has a potential of being one of the best games of the year. You have the LA Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. You have two quarterbacks that are playing at a high level. Justin Herbert for the Chargers and Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, of course, one could argue who would you take if you had to start a franchise? I mean, you can make a case for both quarterbacks. I mean, Lamar Jackson may have finally taken a step that I always said he needed to take. And that's become a pocket passer. We all know what he can do in the running game. But if he can get the passing game done and beat teams from the pocket like he did Monday night, he would be arguably the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL. Maybe even in the history of the NFL. But he's going up against a pretty tough defense coming up. I mean, with Joey, with Joey Bosa, with Asante Samuels Jr., and Edwin J- and James. And Derwin James, I'm sorry. So Lamar Jackson's gonna have his hands full. I mean, he's gonna need the same production from Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews that he got on Monday night and can the running backs for the Baltimore Ravens please stand up and help Lamar Jackson out because without the running game I mean they're going to do you know they're going to do everything they can to neutralize Lamar Jackson thinking that this is a one off and think he's not going to be able to beat them from the pocket so, whoever who was ever back there running back, please help Lamar Jackson out. As for the Chargers, I mean, they got all the skill positions complete. I mean, Austin Ekelar, for he's I mean he's provided a great um, best friend at running back for Justin Herbert, and Mike Williams is balling out. We all know what Keelan Allen can do. So. I believe this game is going to be a good one. 
I think, like I say, it could be one of the best games of the year in the NFL. But I think right now, I think the Chargers, I think are a little bit better. So I believe this will come down to who has the ball last. I believe the Chargers will have the ball last and it will do what they've been doing all season, win another close game. So when it's all said and done, I'm going to go with the LA Chargers to beat the Baltimore Ravens 27 to 24. Now let's move on to another game that I think has a lot of fireworks in it. I like to refer to this game as the Oklahoma Bowl, aka Arizona versus Cleveland, Kyla Murray versus Baker Mayfield. Anybody don't know, both these teams played at Oklahoma University. Baker Mayfield came first and then Baker and then Kyla Murray followed behind. This game has a this game has a, a potential to have a lot of points as well. Another game I'm actually looking forward to. But of course, for Cleveland, they have no clowning is not going to be playing and no Nick Chubb who injured his calf. So now it's going to be up to Kareem Hunt to take the bulk of the snaps. For Arizona, there's a chance that Chandler Jones, who tested positive for COVID-19, he may not make the trip. But we'll see if he um, has two negative tests before then because he is vaccinated. This game is going to come down to defense. I mean, we all know both these offenses can put up some points. But if I had to take one defense I trust, I think it would be um, Arizona. And now Arizona, of course, this is not going to happen, of course, this week, but they traded for um, Zach Ertz. So since he played last night, he's not going to be able to play this Sunday. But either way, I'm going to take Arizona to win a close ball game. Now, some people say Arizona's um, right for their first loss, which should have happened last week. But I'm just I'm just not sold that Baker Mayfield is going to get it done against the um, Arizona Cardinals. And one more thing before I give a prediction: Cleveland. Will you throw the ball to Obel Eldell Beckham Jr.? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you're basically wasting this man's talent. I mean, you got to do a better job finding a way to get him the ball. Because he has, he can make a big impact on this offense. Especially now that Nick Chubb is out. I mean, all they need to do is just focus on Kareem Hunt. And make Baker Mayfield beat him from the pocket. So, I'm going to go with Arizona to win this game. 30 to 27. Now for another, I believe, an intriguing game. That's the Las Vegas Raiders versus Denver. Now both teams are on a two-game losing streak, and both teams will be vying for who's going to be in first, second place in the AFC West behind the LA Chargers. Now it's going to be interesting to see how the Raiders um, play this Sunday amongst the John Gruden fallout. Don't be surprised if they come out playing inspired football. But of course, we all know what we're all going to say if they stink it up. If they look terrible. 
we're going to say they're nothing without John Green. Now, Denver, they've been... It's, they, need, they need Teddy Bridgewater to bounce back. And they need the defense to bounce back. Now, I believe that because this game's in Denver... I believe that Denver is going to win this game. I believe the Raiders are going to play inspired and that they're going to play hard. But in the end, I don't think it'll be enough. I think Von Miller and company are going to are going to make some noise and wreak havoc on the L, on the, on the Las Vegas Raiders. So, I don't think it'll be a lot of points. So, I'm going to go with Denver to win this game 20 to 16. Now let's go to Sunday Night Football where the Seattle Seahawks take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both teams are looking to get back on track. Of course, we all know Seattle's going to be without Russell Wilson for four weeks. So Geno Smith is going to have his chance to make an impact. We'll see if Pittsburgh has finally put it together after beating the Denver Broncos last week, after looking lethargic the last two weeks prior. But Pittsburgh's defense is banged up. So I don't and Seattle's defense is last in yardage in the NFL. So uh, I don't I think I'll trust Ben Roethlisberger over Geno Smith. I think he is the better quarterback. So I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers will win this game 24 to 20. Now that concludes the the NFL segment. Now let's move on to college football. And we're going to start off with Texas versus Oklahoma State. Now Texas is going to be looking to bounce back after that heartbreaking loss in the Red River shootout to Oklahoma last week. I mean, Casey Thompson and Bajon Robinson is going to have to step it up. Now, Oklahoma State is 5-0. And they've been mostly carried by mostly their defense. Their offense has been, eh, nothing, nothing to sneeze at. And this is unusual because usually Oklahoma State usually has a lot of high-powered offenses. But this year, their quarterback hasn't given, it hasn't been as good as needed. I mean, Sanders has only had five touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, that's, nobody's, nobody's um, scared, of, scared of that. So, I think because this is the Big 12, as I like to call it, the video game, off, I mean, conference, there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. I mean, there's not going to be a league of defense played in this one. But I'm going to go with Texas to beat um, Oklahoma State 34 to 31. Now for a nice SEC matchup, Auburn versus Arkansas. Both teams are going to be looking to bounce back at the Arkansas. Played a heck of a game 
against Ole Miss last week, only to fall short because they failed on a two-point conversion. Auburn is going to be looking to bounce back after getting pounced by Georgia. Auburn's going to need a big game from Bo Nix, their senior quarterback. I mean, he's got to be able to, to make some plays. I mean, Arkansas's defense is suspect, especially the last couple of games. And for Arkansas, J.K. Jefferson, Talone Smith, and Traylon Burks are going to have to step it up. These are the um, big playmakers for Arkansas on offense. I'm going to... I believe Arkansas is actually going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game at the end. I don't think there'll be a lot of points. So I'm going to go with Arkansas 23, Auburn 17. Now for the big one in the SEC. Kentucky versus Georgia. Now who would have thought we'd be talking about Kentucky? I mean... Both teams are undefeated, and the winner will have first place in the SEC East. Now, could you imagine what this will mean for Kentucky if they're able to upset the number one team in the country? I mean, they would have sole possession of first place because Kentucky's already beaten Florida. And Kentucky will be be 7-0 for the first time since 1950. But in order for them to pull this upset, their defense is going to have to cause some turnovers because Georgia is the number one defense in college football. Ain't many teams that can move the ball on them length to length down the field. So it's going to be up to the Wildcats defense to force some turnovers to create short fields for their offense. I mean, they've gotten some decent quarterback play. From Will Lewis, 11 touchdowns, 6 picks. But the guy that makes this engine run is Chris Rodriguez Jr. And they're going to need something from Waddell Robinson, their wide receiver. But I think Georgia's defense is too good. And I don't believe Kentucky has enough to beat Georgia. I believe... This will start off close, and I think in the, and then in the second half, I think Georgia pulls away. I think they, they cause turnovers on defense, make it off plays on offense by Stinson Bennett in the running game, and Georgia wins this game 33-16. And another SEC matchup, Ole Miss versus Tennessee. Now, what's intriguing about this matchup is the fact that Lane Kiffin is coaching against Tennessee for the first time as head coach. Remember, back in 2009, he was the coach at Tennessee, which turned out to be a disaster. I mean, he even allegedly told recruits from South Carolina that if 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 you go to South Carolina, you'll be pumping gas. Now, of course, he denied that, but hey... Who's to say it was was or was was not true? But Ole Miss has got a lot of firepower on offense, and it starts with their quarterback Matt Corral. 
who's throwing a touchdown in 17 straight games. I mean, but Tennessee ain't got a, they, they got a pretty good quarterback too. And Hendo Hooker, who's only, who's got 13 touchdowns to one pick. But Ole Miss has a good running game with Henry Parrish, two good receivers, and Donorado Drummond and Braylon Sanders. So, it's going to be up to Tennessee's defense to come up with the defensive stops to slow down this high-powered offense of Ole Miss. But I believe Ole Miss is the better team. I think I think they have too much on offense. It's what propels. I think they have too much on offense for Tennessee to slow them down. So I'm gonna go with Ole Miss to win a close ball game, 34 to 30. Now that I can conclude my segment on college football, now let's move on to a little baseball. As I told you last year. I'm not a baseball maximus. I watch mostly more during the postseason than I do the regular season. So, my takes are going to be limited. I don't claim to have much a lot of knowledge on baseball, so I'm just going to give you what I. I'm just going to give you my take. Crisis can happen on a. So I'm going to start off with the Houston Astros versus the Boston Red Sox. Now, of course, the Astros made quick work of the White Sox and Boston defeated the the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, you we all know in the postseason in baseball, pitching is what you need, and it outshines good hitting. But in this case, there's, there's not a lot of great pitching among both these teams. But they do have the bats. I mean, for Houston, I mean, you got... You got Rafael Danvers. You got J.D. Martin. You got Xander Bogares. I think I said that right. And for the Houston Astros, you have Carlos Correa, Jose... Ava Torvez sorry if I mispronounce it and Jordan Avarez so both these teams got some bats so it's going to be to who's pitching staff and can get the most outs so I think this one's going to go I think this one's going to go seven games and I believe I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox to pull this out in seven. Now let's go to the Atlanta Braves versus the LA Dodgers. Now the Dodgers just finished up a seven game series with their rivals, the San Francisco Giants, even though that game ended in controversy on a check swing, which was not a strike. I mean, that's awful the way the Giants lost that game and series. But the Dodgers are going to be looking to defend their crown against the Atlanta Braves. Now, the Dodgers is arguably the most complete team in baseball. I mean, they got firepower galore. Mookie Betts, Tria Turner, 
Justin Turner, Coey Bessinger. Now, but don't sleep on the Braves. I mean, they got some good hitters too. I mean, Austin Raleigh, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies. I mean, and of course, they got enough good pitching to stay in the series with Charlie Morton and Fry and Max Fry. But the Dodgers, like I say, have it all. They got the hitting and they got the pitching. Even though they're not going to have Clayton Kershaw, who's out with an elbow, and they're not looking to have him back. So, I think the Braves are going to hang in the series, but I think the Dodgers are going to be way too much. So, I'm going to go with the Dodgers to win this in six games. So, Dodgers in six. And if my predictions are correct, then we will have the Boston Red Sox versus the LA Dodgers. And I think this would be good for baseball. I think baseball probably wants this. Now, don't get me wrong. If Houston would have beat the Dodgers, if the Houston would have beat Boston and the Dodgers win their series, I mean, this would be a rematch of 2017 where they beat the Dod- where they beat the Dodgers, of course, with some questionable cheating but let's be honest I believe baseball wants the Red Sox and the Dodgers because LA and Boston are the two biggest media markets in baseball and in America so it'll be interesting to see but I believe this matchup will be what baseball needs and I think the ratings will be good. And now that will conclude episode 88 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for downloading. I appreciate it. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13. And you can follow my Facebook page at Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I'd like to thank you again for listening. Thank you for downloading. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the sports. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.